Off the ball. He's very, very dangerous player. In Scottish football, he's, he's probably... He's probably too good for Scottish football, if you know what I mean. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app. Off the ball, daily. And you're welcome to Off the Ball Saturday here on News Talk. John Duggan with you as always until five. We hope you're doing all right around the country. So Liverpool and Manchester United meet tomorrow in the Premier League. Both Arsenal and Manchester City are in action this afternoon. Plenty to discuss on Football Saturday. We'll do that between three and five with Mark Lawrence and Graeme Gartland and Johnny Ward on the show this week. Gavin Houlihan scored two penalties to send Grimsby Town into the FA Cup quarterfinals during the week. We'll catch up with the person of the week, the Kilkenny native, at about 1.35. The Formula One season starts this weekend in Bahrain from there we'll get a season preview from the Athletics Luke Smith at about 2 o'clock and just before 3 we'll chat to the man who's got a ringside seat for some of the leading fancies for Cheltenham assistant trainer to William Mullins and former jockey David Casey he'll mark your car 10 days out from the festival 53106 number for your texts you want to share your opinions with us when it comes to sport any questions as well for our guests during the show Aidan Delaney Wexford's finest is in studio with me and Aidan Manchester City doing what they normally do when they go on these runs Absolutely yeah there's a little bit of an ominous feeling about this game right now Newcastle haven't really offered anything we're about half an hour in and it's as you say Phil Foden's goal that's separating them at the minute Newcastle attacking at the minute but just lobbing balls in and that one's actually been dropped by Ederson which isn't uh, usually what you would see from the Brazilian goalkeeper but as you say there's just this feeling that Manchester City are starting to ease into their groove a little bit now Um, you know they're still going to be kind of uh, the underdogs really I think Arsenal are, are just starting to hit a bit of a run of form you as think well, Arsenal favourites for this league yeah I, I said that a couple of weeks ago and uh, even when they had that little bit of a wobble I thought you know City might just have to might, especially when they start to focus on the Champions League and that's obviously come back in now I think Arsenal might just have that bit more of the pressure off a little bit and uh, it's starting to prove but as you say if, if City can keep up these kind of wins against teams like Newcastle I think it just becomes that little bit harder Well Newcastle have had a dip haven't they with mm. the League Cup final defeat just following a bit of a different form in the league where they just really can't return draws into wins I suppose is the thing and they're now outside the top four I feel a bit of a Leicester feeling about uh, Newcastle at the moment I was looking at the teams Walker and De Bruyne in for City today in a 4-3-3 and Newcastle Lascelles Guimaraes uh, Wilson and Gordon in uh, Anthony Gordon I wouldn't really get on the run in the team but I was looking at the City bench Stones is on it Phillips is on it Bernardo Silva is on it the quality's there. There's no real significant injuries, I feel, with when it comes to Manchester City at the moment. And even if they had a couple of significant injuries, as you say, there's always you know a player of similar quality or even better quality to come in. You know, looking at Mares earlier in the season, you would have thought you know maybe City can't play without him or, or Kevin De Bruyne. And then you just bring in somebody like Phil Foden. I think you were saying it's four goals in three games for him now. So that's you know when you can get that kind of quality back in, and you know nothing really changes in how you approach the game or, or how you need to kind of play around Haaland. I think that's shows the, the sign of a great team Mayo's finest Cameron Hill is in a, the studio with us as well oh, flatter you'll get you know where John yeah, yeah. I, you know you're French because you studied French <laughs> uh, I was reading Le Keep of the World Cup and um, they said that Foden didn't do well in the laundry okay. against England hmm. which was uh, an interesting way of describing maybe it was a translation or whatever maybe, but, yeah, it didn't come out in the wash or something yeah or just in the kind of the, the heat of the game you, hard work yeah that, that, that. and then obviously well, for whatever reasons, injuries or, or form, he wasn't picked for a while. It was Grealish and Mares, and he's come in the last three games. He's been fantastic and a great goal. Yeah, um, it's interesting. He was talking to ITV. Uh, obviously, they were in FA Cup action this week, 
um, and said that the last couple of months have been the worst part of his career so far. And when you look at the career he's had as a 22-year-old between being at the Euro 2020 final or missing out, but being so good for England at Euro 2020, um, the amount of Premier Leagues he's won at this stage, getting so, so close in the Champions League, if this is the worst part of his career, he's going to have a pretty charmed existence, isn't he? Yeah. So City on the attack there, 35 minutes on the watch. They lead Newcastle by one goal to nil at the Etihad Stadium. Should we call it the UAE versus Saudi Arabia? But we might, might talk about that a bit later on. What else we got? We got Arsenal involved at three o'clock, Aiden. Yeah, the Gunners can stretch their winning run to four when they host Bournemouth at three o'clock, as you say. Uh, of course, they do have a five-point lead over City at the minute. But if City were to win, that would be down to two points for the moment at least. In the other three o'clock games, we have struggling leads going to Chelsea. West Ham are away to Brighton. Aston Villa play Chris Crystal Palace and Wolves host Spurs at half five then bottom side Southampton host Leicester City yeah you wonder how long Graham Potter can can keep the the talk at bay you know if they've a bad result today against Leeds yeah I'm back in uh, I'm back in Leeds to win today why I think there were signs of encouragement last so it's, week it's a bit calmer under Grazia it seems not as frantic mm-hmm. for sure um like the results doesn't paint a great picture at the week in midweek when we lost 2-0 to uh, Fulham but those were two wonderful goals if you watch them back and otherwise I think Leeds were very solid. Defensively, Grassi has really sorted them out. Um, Cock and Christensen look much more confident at the back. It's just a case of where we're going to get the goals from but um, Jorginho Rutter has started to look like he's settling in in Premier League in English football. I know Look, he cost a fair bit, so you'd want him to get settled a bit quicker and he's only had two goals in the Bundesliga so far but I feel they were unlucky at the week, um, in the midweek, and this is a Chelsea side in a terrible run of form. Confidence is very low. Can't score goals. The worst scoring record so far this year. Terrible. Utterly terrible. And Leeds beat them 3-0 earlier this season. So, And you say we because you're a Leeds fan. I'm just to yeah, yeah, just to clarify. It's just not one of these Irish people going to we over the English It's the royal we. Um, no, I think, I think Leeds could get a result today. They were brilliant against Southampton. It's interesting what Arsenal have done with Trossard and Martinelli, switching them as uh, in false nine positions, and Nakashi has been off, off off the pitch the last couple of games. Yeah, I think it's it is quite interesting because you do need to be a complete forward now in modern football. I've often spoken about the Liverpool front three and how you know maybe Firmino would come out a little bit and that would allow Mane to come into the centre and and you know obviously we know that Mohamed Salah would come in from the right hand side and we're starting to see Arsenal do that a bit now. You know City used to do that obviously when they didn't really have the striker. Can't really do it as much with Haaland on the pitch now. But when you're a forward in a team that's you know going for trophies, going for uh, league titles, you need to be kind of you know, ready to switch your position to, you know, chase around uh, centre-backs and make sure that, you know, the play kind of works around you rather than just standing there and trying to hit the ball. And you're, you're a Liverpool fan. Are you sad that Roberto Firmino is confirmed he's leaving the club in the summer? He wants a new challenge? I actually am, yeah. I was just thinking about it. He is probably sixth choice when you look at the, you know, the strikers and the forwards that Liverpool have at the minute. But he, he is just such a brilliant player. And I was just looking at a couple of a compilation videos. And, he, you know, he was, especially when he first came into the league, he was this player who brought that, that smile to your face with, you know, a couple of tricks and stuff like that. But when I was actually looking deeper into the tricks, it wasn't just, you know, kind of showboating for the sake of it. There was always an end product there there was always you know a pass coming at the end of it or you know he was winning a foul or something like that he wasn't just showing off for the sake of it he was you know progressing the ball forward and he was such a key part of the transition into the top era obviously brought in uh, beforehand and um, you know didn't really come in as a, a 
a 20 goal a season striker but he did get 27 I think in one of the seasons there so he could do that as well but was often kind of uh, leaving himself back a little bit and allowing the the two either side of him you know obviously Salah and Mane in that kind of stronger role but uh, you know even if he was to play today you know he would certainly be a, a perfect foil I think for somebody like Cody Gakpo to get himself on the score sheet so I do think it is disappointing to see him go but um, it probably is time after eight years. So we're talking five players above him. They would be Salah, Nunes, Gakpo, uh, Diaz and Jota. Yeah, right. So. I put it out on Twitter there, folks. Uh, if you uh, want to get in touch on our text machine, 53106 at a cost of 30 cents. Shout out to the Liverpool and Man United fans ahead of uh, today's Football Saturday chat. The best game you attended between the clubs and why? What's memorable? Just a couple of responses already on the tweet machine. Uh, sign Hickey 2013 in Anfield when Stevie G squared up to Van Persie the noise inside Anfield something else and after the game sitting in the Anfield Road end giving it to the United fans the best game I was at and another Dennis Smith 4-1 in Old Trafford in 2009 when Torres tormented Vidic all day one of those rare moments we've seen in the annal in the decades and a lot of it being written about this today about United and Liverpool generally t- when one is doing well the other isn't mm-hmm. tends to be the case but it's hard to really say who's top dogs at the moment isn't it? Oh I I disagree. I think it's very clearly United at the moment. Uh, I know Even Liverpool, though Liverpool could have won the quadruple last season? They, yeah, but I think that, like this season has been very disappointing. Now, you know, they've kind of picked up um, in recent games, although I think everybody, even in Liverpool, is willing to forget the Crystal Palace game mm-hmm. and just pretend it never happened because it was so dire. But, yeah, I don't know. I think United are in the ascendancy right now. Um, I think Ten Hag is really... Um, gotten to grips with the role at this stage they're playing excellent football I think they'll be out to get Liverpool Just going back to that 2009 game that's probably my favourite uh, Liverpool United game I remember I was Desenia. Out, Desenia Yeah I was just about to say is that probably the best goal scored by the worst player because I absolutely hated him every time I saw him in a, in a Liverpool shirt but to absolutely score that peach of it obviously it was you know the end of the game United were down to 10 men and stuff like that but just an absolute peach of a lob and I, I Was just, it Torres had a great game that day He, he took did yeah, absolutely to took him to the cleaners yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So Both managers have issued a statement which is uh, unusual but necessary I think Yeah Jurgen Klopp and Eric Ten Hag have issued a joint statement asking fans to end what they've termed tragedy chanting uh, so they'll face each other at Anfield tomorrow as we said both managers have told supporters not to sing about the Munich air disaster or the Hillsborough or Heisel tragedies uh, Klopp says he wants both sets of fans to keep the passion and lose the poison yeah it's just the worst of society isn't it really um, this has got to stop we just got to get up with the programme in 2023 so what we got here at home yeah, defending champion Shamrock Rovers still without a win in the League of Ireland Premier Division. The Hoops suffered a 2-1 defeat at the hands of Derry City at Tallis Stadium last night. It's been a tough few weeks for the Candy Stripes manager Rory Higgins following the death of his brother. He says the club has been excellent with their support and last night was a brilliant example of how they're all rallying together. Really good reaction. We weren't happy with the first half uh, and <laughs> we let it be known but uh, as always the players stood up and were counted and, and produced a better second half performance and as I said I thought after we went 2-1 in front we, we, we managed to, to see the game out quite well Top of the table now I know it's early days in the league but uh, a good place to be Of course it is <laughs> of course it is but we're three games in and uh, I don't think you see the league settling the 10-12 games in I've always kind of thought that so um, whilst it's a good start no point coming here and putting on uh, getting a win like that if we're not going to go and back it up now on Monday As you said it wasn't a full strength squad out there tonight you know you had your injuries as well Aye, Both teams were missing players tonight so, um, but 
anyone uh, at the minute that, that's taking the field for us um, as, a, as a real good player. So we, have a, we have a good squad of players here and we trust them all. So regardless of what happens with injury suspensions, we know we've got real quality in our group. You had a bit of a difficult time this week, just use uh, commiserations to you and your family. And it was Alan who stepped in to take on the team and you were here tonight as well. So that must have been quite hard for yourself. I absolutely, it's been... A uh, horrendous time for myself, my family, and um, Alan Reynolds, Connor Lugri, pl the players have been amazing. I can't thank them enough. The club uh, have been brilliant to me, and um, it's a special club. We we brilliant people, and uh, it's been a, a tough week. It'll be a tough weekend coming up as well. Um, but uh, it's nice to maybe put a smile on on my my family's faces tonight for for a while. Yeah, there's a lot bigger things in life than sport, but uh, sometimes sport can help in those times. Brilliant, yep, that's, you, you've hit the nail on the head, I think. Uh, I got a, a text from my brothers and, and my mother and father before the game about trying to put a smile on their face for, for the evening. I think we hopefully we've, we've managed to do that. Yeah, difficult time for Rory Higgins and obviously our thoughts are with him at the moment and speaking to Ashley and O'Reilly last night, um, we had Dundalk winning 5-0 against St. Pat's Cork City 4-0 winners at home to UCD. Adam Foley with the superb body scene. Drahada beats Sligo by one goal to nil. And Bohemians going down 1-0 at Shelburne. So they're 100% record going. Cameron, you were at that match. Was at that match, yeah. I brought a few friends to their first League of Ireland game. And what a venue. Talca Park was buzzing last night. Was it full, yeah? Uh, close to full. There were still a few empty seats Um as the game, it, people came late. We arrived about five minutes after kickoff, but uh, it was close to full and great atmosphere. Real Dublin Derby kind of fever pitch. Um, Were you on Duffer watch? I was on Duffer watch. My uh, cousin was delighted because Duffer waved at him. Was <laughs> <laughs> I was talking about it in the back page in Fibs for uh, hours on end afterwards. But uh, brilliant, brilliant atmosphere because the football itself wasn't particularly inspiring it was a real kind of tussle and then Bohemians went down to 10 men I know Declan Devine was very annoyed about uh, the nature of that red card uh, Dylan Connolly just reacting to a challenge from uh, John Ross Wilson um, after that you felt shells were going to take it and they did they scored a wonderful goal um, but yeah it wasn't the greatest game of football in the world but a fantastic atmosphere and an enjoyable occasion we have the Women's National League kicking off today, Aidan. Yeah, at 2 o'clock we have defending champion Shelburne hosting Cork City, while Galway United entertain Wexford Utes. Then at 5 o'clock Shamrock Rovers make their league bow. They're at Sham uh, Sligo Rovers, while Treaty United take on Bohemians. And the President's Cup winners at Lone Town are at home to Peamount in the late game at 7 we got some rugby news. In the URC, Orgy Simon made his long-awaited return to action as Munster were 49-42 winners over Scarlets at Musgrave Park. In today's games, Leinster are away to Edinburgh at 5 past 5, while at 25-8, Ulster travel to Cardiff, while Connacht face the Dragons at Rodney Parade. Connacht have welcomed back Shane Bolton on the wing, while... Paul Boyle has come into the back row. They picked up a bonus point away to Zebra last time out, but scrum coach Colm Tucker says they're expecting a much tougher test this time. They're the, they're the top line out in the URC. Uh, you know, they're second for turnovers at Ruck. You know, you look at their back row, Tane Basham, Wayne Wright, Moriarty, full internationals. Uh, Rodri Williams at nine is a huge threat uh, in terms of running. And then you've got Rio Dyer, who's been, uh, who's been recently capped as well. So, you know, there's plenty of quality across the park. They hold on to the ball well. They attack from pretty much everywhere in the pitch. And, 
this is their last home game of the season. You know, they're trying to make a big festival out of it, giving out tickets and trying to fill up um, fill up their home ground. So we're expecting a massive challenge. You know, they'll obviously be looking at us to go. They can springboard their season or get themselves back into it as well. So, you know, there's huge quality across the park. They're very strong around the contact area, as I said. You know, very, very good line-out. Uh, it's going to be a massive challenge for us, massive challenge for us. Um, but we're one we're massively looking forward to. I'm just interested here because, Cameron, you're from Mayo and... Aidan, you're from Wexford. Are you both Connacht and Leinster fans? Because you wouldn't necessarily consider where your the counties are from as rugby strongholds. Oh, I'm Connacht all the way. Definitely have many, many fond memories of heading down to the sports ground um, when I was still in Mayo a lot more. Um, in fact, it was a sad week for me because one of the players I grew up with, Kieran Marmion, is mm. moving on now to Bristol at the end of the season. Um, but oh yeah, I'm firmly in the Connacht camp. I have to say I'm I'm less of a, a Leinster fan. I just like to keep an eye on, on. I wouldn't be a massive Leinster fan, but I do like to keep an eye on the Wexford players. So uh, obviously Paul Boyle is coming back in for uh, Connacht today. He actually grew up about five minutes up the road from me, so I'm always like to to keep an eye out on them. I do support Leinster when they're playing, but I wouldn't have a, a major rivalry. I, I wouldn't like to see Munster lose or anything like that. I just want to see uh, some good rugby, and you know you get plenty of that with Leinster and Tiger Furlong, obviously as well, of course. Athletics-wise, uh, well, good day for the Irish so far in Istanbul. Yeah, Israel Alatunde is through to the 60-metre semi-finals at the European Indoors. The UCD athlete came fourth in his early morning heat. He's back on track again today at a quarter to four for that semi-final. Meanwhile, Dara McElhenney came fourth in his 3,000-metre heat to qualify for Sunday's final. And world indoor finalist Sarah Lavin, she's also through to the 60-metre hurdles semis. we got golf news both in Florida and Singapore. Yeah, Shane Larry and Roy McIlroy, best of the Irish after the first two rounds of the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Uh, both men sit on two under par and in a tie for 20th place after rounds of 70 and 69 respectively on Friday. The former world number one McIlroy says he's pleased with his form so far and he isn't too far away from challenging this weekend. It was just sort of a day to hang in there and grind and get up and down and try to take advantage of... Uh, some of the chances that you give yourself so like around here par fives a couple of the short the shorter par fours some of the downwind holes but um yeah overall happy to be in you know obviously the lead right now is at nine but um yeah i feel like i, I did well to shoot something in the 60s this morning and, and at least give myself a chance going into the weekend Corey, when you know the conditions are going to be what they are today and you you know you got to get something red rolling today how you know what's the mindset coming in when you know you you don't want to get too aggressive yeah um i had a good practice session last night sort of straightened a couple of things out because i felt like the rest of my game was was pretty good um my arm play wasn't wasn't great so I, I sort of tidied that up last night on the range and, and it felt a little bit better today so um, but yeah you're you, you know I knew that today was going to be tough I didn't feel like I needed to go super deep to get myself back in it so you know it was a it was nice to not really feel that pressure Rose is this the sort of place where you feel like you could still claw it back over the weekend given how tough it's going to definitely yeah um, I mean they they watered the greens uh a lot they put a lot of tees up so yeah i thought they they set the golf course up really well for the conditions today uh, i don't think the wind's supposed to blow this much over the weekend so uh but you know the, the course is going to get dried out and uh you know it's it's going to be another another fun one at a, a weekend at bay hill seven back what's what's too far back and what's just in it yeah so i'm six back now kitty i just bogeyed 16 i looked at there but um that's not too far, you know, in, on this golf course, 
you know, I'm sort of, I'm not saying, you know, Kurt's a, a great player, but you look at some of the people that are on six behind him, like Xander, and, you know, that's sort of, it's not the lead, the lead's eight under, but, I mean, I feel like if I can catch Xander, then I'm going to get pretty close to, to winning the golf tournament. So Kadiyama is now nine under, a couple of shots ahead of Jordan Spieth, Xander Schaffler and Kari Connor six under par. Patrick Cantlay in a group on five under with Davis Riley, Matt Fitzpatrick, Justin Thomas, Adam Scott four under, Scotty Scheffler four under, Cameron Young four under, John Ram three under, Ricky Fowler three under, Max Homa three under. This is going to be good stuff for the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Patrick Harrington lying on one under par after a round of 70 yesterday as well. And you've got Seamus Power who just made the weekend. So uh, great to see four Irishmen in that field. And uh, I'm not too familiar with Kurt Kitayama. Would he be strong enough to hold on? To oh, he was. He, he he really fell off the cliff in, mm. in golfing terms. I think it was in oh, the Farmers Insurance Open or Pebble Beach. I was watching him the final round. He did a disaster and the swing didn't hold up. So I, he could be a false leader. Don't want to show him any disrespect, even though I kind of probably am in a way. Um, but um, I'd say the leader is probably seven, six. Like this is a this is a really good watch, folks. If you like golf, like Bay Hill is going to be brutal this weekend. Be fast greens, be US Open. Some people will be losing their heads. There'll be seventy eights, there'll be eighties. It'll be good. It'll be a, the, the winner this week will be earning the tournament. Do you think Rory's going to win the Masters? Can he win the Masters? Are you on the pro or anti side of Rory in the Masters? I think he will do it eventually. I'm I'm not sure if it's if it's now. It kind of felt like last year when everything was going on with Liv that he was he was really kind of fighting for a cause there and it really felt like this might be a chance for him to do it and I guess that carries over a little bit into this year as well but I do think we will eventually see Rory ending up in the green jacket it's just you do wonder if you know he's maybe in his head a little bit too much and I just finished watching the full swing documentary as well and is it and worth it it's uh, there's it's grand uh, yeah <laughs> pick and choose I'd say the episodes 7 out of 10 yeah Joel Damon was a really good episode I thought the Sadi Tingala uh, episode was quite good as well and there's a it finishes off with Rory which is I think a, a strong way to finish off talking about the, the whole live thing but um, there's kind of episodes you take or leave but a, a lot of the, the Rory thing was about you know God it's it's so long since he won, last won a major and he burst onto the scene and you know obviously those clips of him chipping balls into a, a dishwashing uh, machine and all that kind of stuff so uh, it does feel like he's putting pressure on himself now the whole golf world is putting pressure on himself but if he can just manage to ease himself through and, and just manage to get that green jacket you know he must be up there for Ireland's best ever sports person. Yeah, I think so. Um, when we did the OTB AM Crystal Ball late last year, uh, I can't remember who, and I don't want to throw anybody's name into disrepute, but someone said Shane Lowry might win the Masters. Well, this year. he's well capable of winning the Masters. Yeah, I find I the, stra- the split with the caddy strange, though. It's a little bit uh, just the timing of it. Nothing to do with the relationship or anything. Just the timing of it. Uh, you're going into the Masters. Your new relationship with a new caddy. So, you know, sometimes it could work. I remember Darren Clark when you won the Open at a new caddy that week. Back in 2011, down at Royal St. George's. So, look, we'll see what happens. But uh, Leona Maguire has been solid, but not spectacular in Singapore. Yeah, she sits eight shots off the lead heading into the final round of the HSBC Women's World Championships. The Kevin woman shot a third consecutive round of 70 this morning. That leaves her on six under par for the week. That's enough for uh, a tie for 15th place as we stand. Ko Jin Young of uh, South Korea leads by two shots on 14 under par. That's ahead of the final round, which will get underway in the early hours of the morning. It is half-time at the Etihad Stadium. Phil Foden with the goal is fourth in three games. Manchester City won, Newcastle nil. If it stays that way, they'll cut the gap on Arsenal to two points out of Arsenal's game against Bournemouth in North London from three.
In tennis then, the United States Tennis Association has backed Novak Djokovic's appeal to be granted permission to enter the country for next week's Indian Wells Masters. As he's not vaccinated against COVID-19, he can't get into the USA as things stand, but rules on that are changing next month. So Djokovic has therefore launched a petition asking for an exemption for next week's games, and the USTA and the US Open organisers have tweeted that they hope he'll be successful. Luke Smith of The Athletic will join us at about 2 o'clock to look ahead to the new Formula 1 season in Bahrain this week. What is happening there, Aidan? Yeah, Fernando Alonso has once again set the fastest pace in the final practice session before qualifying takes place for the season-opening F1 Grand Prix in Bahrain. The Aston Martin driver was ahead of reigning world champion Max Verstappen and his Red Bull teammate Sergio Perez. Uh, Lewis Hamilton improved by coming in fourth for Mercedes today and qualifying is set to get underway at 3 o'clock this afternoon. buzzed about it he is buzzed I don't know um, I like Formula 1 I, I, Adrian made the point this week um, when we were talking to Jack Nichols on OTBAM yesterday um, that maybe Formula 1 would benefit from being on weeknights and I don't know about that Like, again, why? It, well it would make put them in prime position you're not competing with an overly hectic weekend schedule um, but I like the fact that um, again I have friends who are better Formula One fans that so they might be the person to ask. But I like that Formula One is kind of like the slow roast on a Sunday where it's like it starts and then you kind of check in. Okay, good start. Check back in uh, at halftime. That's what you do every Sunday, you know, cooking roasts and <laughs> cooking roasts, gravy yeah, and yeah, all that. A bit of errands. Uh, yeah, <laughs> get everything done and then check in. Ah, oh, Hamilton won. <laughs> so, yeah. But uh, I, I, I like Formula One where it is. I am excited. I think Drive to Survive is really... Um, Wet, wetted my appetite for it this year especially the start of this season this season has been fantastic so far um, so I'm looking forward to it I think it'll be a great year I think everyone's saying Red Bull are the team to beat and they are way out in front but I mean Fernando Alonso was really impressed today so far yeah, I would be a fan. I am a Drive to Survive convert. I wouldn't really have paid much attention beforehand, but there is a bit of drama. Formula around this wouldn't have even been on your radar before Drive to Survive. It would have been. I was fan of it in the Schumacher days. Right. I'd I'd have watched a good bit of it, and then you know Lewis Hamilton started to win every week, and it was just uh, I don't think there's any reason to kind of keep interested in this. And it kind of felt a bit like that last year, where I was you know listening to a lot and all the pods, and I was going to say this is my first year where I'm really going to dig into the the nitty gritty of it. And then Max Verstappen won 15 races, so it was it was a case of you know if there was a bit more of a change up, if you know somebody like Aston Martin could kind of break through that top three that there that is there at the minute, Ferrari, Mercedes, and Red Bull. I think that would be much more interesting. And I think something that Drive to Survive has done really well is kind of make you interested in the, the mid-tier teams and, you know, the likes of Williams and McLaren. And it's it's kind of interesting to see how they got on this year and McLaren kind of taking a step backwards while Williams might be taking a step forward. So uh, there is plenty of good storylines going into this season and hopefully we won't just see Max Verstappen running away with it after three or four races. Yeah, it's Gunter, isn't it? These are the kind of guys, characters you want to be watching, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if there's any other sport where, like, the team owner... The team owners are such celebrities. <laughs> Apart from maybe the NFL. Mm. Off the ball. He's very, very dangerous player. In Scottish football, he's, he's probably... He's probably too good for Scottish football, if you know what I mean. Subscribe now to the OTB Football Podcast stream wherever you get your podcasts and download the OTB Sports app.